I'm your host, Bryn, and this is Bryn Moves, the podcast. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to Bryn Moves, the podcast. I'm so glad that you're tuned in today. I have a special guest on today, Dr. Brittany McGetrick. She has her own chiropractic office uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. So if you're there, you'll definitely want to check her out and follow her on Instagram after you listen in on the show. You're going to want to hear everything she has to share and say, Um, She's my friend that I met from yoga and actually taught yoga with her uh, here in LA. And then she moved and is a total boss babe. We chat like every other day um, via Instagram chat, commenting on each other's stories and things we're sharing. And she just has all this good information she shares. Um, She's also a registered dietitian. So, you know, I love talking about food and nutrition on this show. So I'm excited. Stay tuned in through the entire thing um, so that you can hear some really good tips about being a woman, dealing with PMS symptoms, um, and then just ways that we can take care of our bodies uh, holistically um, rather than just relying on medication and things like that. So stay tuned in. I'm so excited. Hi, friends. It's your host, Bryn. Welcome to Bryn Moves, the podcast. I'm a certified yoga instructor, professional dancer, and wellness entrepreneur. I'm on a serious but super fun mission to inspire and empower lives. We're here to chat about wellness and fitness, as well as some tools for shifting your mindset so you can live your best. I hope you feel motivated to dive into your own unique and powerful wellness journey after listening in. So whether you're in your car, at home in bed, food prepping, or putting on your makeup, turn up the volume and tune in for some serious motivation and inspiration. You're tuned in to Bryn Moves, the podcast. You're tuned in to Bryn Moves, the podcast. Welcome back, you guys. I've got Dr. Brittany McGetrick on today. Hey, Brittany. Hi. Thanks so much for carving out time in your day to hop on the show and share with us. We're so grateful. Um, I always start this way with my guests. I love for you to just share like who you are, where'd you come from, what do you do, what are you into? Um, Brittany and I actually met at yoga, um, and we used to teach yoga together, and so that's how I know her. Now she lives all the way in Nashville, and I'm here in LA, but um, we follow each other on social and stay tuned in, and we talk probably like every other day we're commenting on each other's um, social media stuff and chatting. So it's really fun. Yeah. So, yep. I am a California transplant into Nashville, Tennessee. I am a chiropractor here in town. Um, I'm also a registered dietitian. So I became a dietitian first, then became a chiropractor, um, went on that path. Um, I've also been a personal trainer in the past. I teach yoga as well. So I basically love any and all things dealing with health and the human body. (laughs) Um, I've also myself gone from being a vegetarian um, in my early 20s all the way to a full-blown carnivore now um, when I'm 30 now. So I've had, you know, sort of a 10-year journey of exploring all different spectrums of um, experimenting on myself of all different kinds of diets as well. I love that. Thanks for sharing. Um, will you tell a little bit more about yourself to the listeners, like people who might not know you? How did you get into um, what you're doing? So like a little <clears throat> go into depth about your journey a little, because I know that you, when I met you, you were already a registered dietitian, but I don't really know how you got into that. And then kind of like what made you shift to also then become a chiropractor. And Brittany's a Gonstead chiropractor, similar to um, our guest that was on a a couple of few weeks ago, Dr. Lars Gunner. So they're both um, similar in their chiropractic practice as well. Yeah. So I, well, I was always into health and fitness and nutrition, like when I was in high school and everything. So I knew I wanted to do something along those lines when I, when I grew up. <laughs> and so I went to college. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> what I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, so when I went to college, I went for nutrition, my undergraduate, and then I went on to become a registered dietitian. Cause that's what you do kind of on the nutrition path to become, you know, that quote unquote expert on nutrition. Um, But once I became a dietitian, I was very disillusioned with the world of dietetics. It was all very clinical. So most jobs for dietitians are in hospitals um, or like long-term care facilities or things like that. And 
being in a hospital made me depressed, <laughs> made me just really sad. It's full of sick people that aren't getting well. Um, it's, you know, the sick care model is very outdated as well. So even if there's new nutrition research that comes out today, it could be 15 to 30 years before they are actually putting that information into hospital care. So it's very behind the times. Um, it's all very my pyramid or my plate now is what they've changed it to. Um, it just, it just wasn't what I was looking for. I wasn't able to make the changes in people I wanted to with the job opportunities that I had with that. So I was kind of in this limbo of, okay, well, what do I do now? I was a personal trainer. I was becoming certified in yoga, kind of going along the fitness path, you know, had this dietitian credential in my back pocket and wanted something more though. I didn't want to just be a personal trainer for the rest of my life. I didn't necessarily just want to teach yoga forever. So then I actually ended up having a knee injury that landed me in a Gonsta doctor's office in San Diego. And I had always thought of chiropractic care in the past as just being sort of a feel good treatment. So you go get a massage, get a facial, you know, it's like, Oh, get an adjustment. It's like not a big deal. It's just sort of like a, a self care thing, you know, but not, not something that was very powerful. Essential. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So then I went to this Gonsta doctor's office and he put up my x-rays. We take full spine x-rays of everyone who comes in. So he put up my x-rays and showed me, he said, you have a reverse curve in your cervical spine. And you know, that can lead to like heart and lung problems down the road and just all these other things going on. And he showed me how powerful chiropractic is, <laughs> which blew my mind. I had no idea that it could affect things like your organ systems. So I thought about chiropractic every single day for about six months, um, was, you know, going in as a patient in his office, I was binge watching YouTube videos about Gonstead chiropractors. And so then finally one day I said, okay, am I going to just watch videos about this every day or am I just going to go do it? So I applied to chiropractic school, got in and became a chiropractor. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Isn't it? It's funny, like we have these life experiences. And if our eyes are open, and you know, um, my guest Katie and I talked about this last week, like just kind of not like taking off your blinders and being open to different pathways and different opportunities for healing. And, um, you know, we were talking about it more in like a career stance, but it also applies when it comes to self care, personal care, health, wellness, healing. There is not just one road or one path, and you had this experience that sort of really shifted your mindset and changed your life, and then now it's led you to your career and the business that you opened in your total boss babe, which is also why I wanted to have you on here because like I just love I could listen to you talk like all day long. You have so much knowledge, and um, what I really what I really love about you, Brittany, is that you're always learning and growing, and I love that you were saying you know, it might take 15 to 30 years, which you guys can't see me, but I was shaking my head. <laughs> she was saying that because I just can't believe that it would take that long for information to then be, get into our Western medical system. But it's so true that a lot of procedures and things that doctors might be doing or things they're prescribing might be outdated and there might be new information or new things to try or a more holistic approach. And I think Brittany and I can both agree. I mean, tell me if you don't agree, but that Western medicine is good for emergency care, right? We need Western medicine maybe for like, if you like trauma, right? And an emergency, if you need to go get an organ transplant or have a broken bone or something, or like you need a surgery, like, you know, there's, we need our Western medicine doctors for that, those critical care things and that emergency stuff. And the way that Brittany and I both practice is that we we add on um, extra tools and coaching and guidance and information so that people can be better informed and so that you guys can make choices that work best for your body. Because I feel like oftentimes when we go to um, a Western medicine doctor and we don't look at any of the other pathways or options that we have like chiropractic or other holistic health or clean eating programs or a diet shift or a lifestyle change or fitness. Like when we don't look at the other stuff too, we're not um, improving. We don't have the full opportunity to improve our, our full overall health or reach our optimal level of health when we're only um, being narrow-minded and looking in one direction. And 
a lot of times Western medicine leaves us kind of with just one option. And a lot of times it's prescription medications or prescription drugs. Um, we then have, you know, I've said this before, I'll say it again. We then have, um, you know, side effects of those drugs. And then we go in to complain about the side effects and doctors will put you on another drug to take care of the side effects of the first drug. And then next thing you know, you have six pills you're taking. You don't know what what's what and you don't even can't even pronounce the names of them. Now, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not going to I'm not here to tell you um, to go off of your medication or something. Right. But I'm here to say, be informed. Look at what all of your options are. See if starting to get holistic. Um, health like uh guidance helps you in those areas so that you can eventually you know serve your body um in a more natural way right so going to the chiropractor isn't just this like feel good uh experience like getting a massage or something it's actual health care <laughs> in uh just a little bit maybe non-traditional way but um it can benefit you know us in great ways and i know i'm a big believer in that i see um I see Dr. Lars here in LA. I mean, now he's moving, so I don't know what I'm going to do, but um, I'm going to have to come to Nashville and just visit you guys because <laughs> I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you know, getting those adjustments, I mean, it makes a huge difference on our health. And it's great to be able to take that natural approach first. And then if we still need extra help, you know, finding extra help, or if you do have to take a medication um, for some sort of extreme situation, then, you know, that's okay. But um, it's not always necessary. Some of the stuff that we're doing and we could help our bodies in other ways. And I think that's what, that's what I hear, um, you know, Brittany say a lot is that, you know, she's always giving tips and tools on her Instagram. Speaking of that, um, you've been sharing a lot about how a certain medication that's prescribed by our OBGYN, which is birth control. Um, she did this amazing post and has been posting a ton about women's health. And I'd love to like kind of shift into that and switch gears to talk about that because I think this is something both men and women are curious about, even though men don't always want to admit that they're curious about it. Our producer who's on the show nodded his head when he said that and was like, yes, we are curious. We don't want to actually like be involved, but we want to know. We want to be in the know. And um, and I know that, you know, even when I talk with my boyfriend, he's interested in learning more about women's health. I just think men will always admit to that. So you posted something the other day about how birth control is not the only option for women who are experiencing, um, you know, cramps or, or PMS symptoms. And I'd love to kind of dive into that because I think that's something really useful for a lot of people to like know about. Yeah. Well, and it's crazy to me too. I made that post and that's like, to this day, that's my most liked post. It's like my most shared post. I got so many comments on it and it's, it's mind blowing and also sad and crazy <laughs> that there's just so many women out there who the only option they are given is, well, I'll put you on birth control. Oh, you have bad cramps, birth control, too long of a period, birth control, too short of a period, birth control. Like, like what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there's what? So, yeah, there's so many other avenues that we can take. And it's almost it, it seems criminal to me that there's these doctors out there, these OBs and doctors who say that they're dedicated to women's health and all they're giving is birth control. It's insane. Mm. <laughs> so it's something that I have really it sparked a passion in me and it almost kind of fell in my lap. You know, it's sort of like when life kind of guides you along of like where you're supposed to be. Because when I first opened up, I thought I might want to focus more on pediatrics um, as far as chiropractic goes, because I love babies, you know, who doesn't want to snuggle babies all day, every day <laughs> and adjust them and, you know, send them <laughs> on their way. Um, but I ended up getting a lot of patients. I see a ton of young women who have all these different period problems. I've had women who were not having a period or if they were on birth control for a number of years and now they're coming off of it, they're trying to get pregnant and their period's not coming back or it's coming back irregular or things like that. So I just had this, you know, showing up at my door over and over and, you know, we were figuring it out and we were fixing it and helping the body to regulate hormones. So it's really just sort of snowballed into this thing where 
that's my most favorite thing now to treat is women who have any sort of hormonal issues. Because yes, there's, <laughs> yeah, many more avenues to go besides birth control, and not to mention all of the side effects that birth control has as well. There's even there was a study um, that showed that women who were on birth control, I think it was maybe teenagers um, who were on birth control were more likely to attempt suicide. Wow. Yeah. Like, wow. does anyone's doctor tell them that? Oh, by the way, or even if you let's say you've been on birth control for a number of years, and you're going into your doctor having symptoms of depression, are they even asking if you've been on birth control before they're just prescribing you an SSRI or an antidepressant? medication. Right. Yeah. So yeah, which is kind of like what I was saying earlier, like one thing leads to the next leads to the next. And we're kind of, you know, not looking at the root or getting the medical history always of, of a patient, which I think when you're dealing with more holistic health or coaching, people will go back and really look at that stuff because it's more holistic health is more about going to that root cause and thinking, okay, this isn't just happening for no reason. Our bodies are built so perfectly. Our bodies, if they're speaking to us, it's not an accident, right? It's your body like sending you a signal or a message um, because it knows oftentimes before consciously we might realize something our physical body actually gives us cues and um and signs that you know whether it's there's danger or you know your intuition kicks in and like you're nervous about something but before you register in your brain that you're nervous your hands are already sweating and then if you think back and you look back at it you're like oh my god my hands were sweating and then I realized something's not right or you know what I mean so like and then same art with all our health stuff our body is whispering to us and then it starts to kind of talk louder and then it starts to shout and then it starts to scream and it's our body is not that's not just a fluke thing or it's not normal right and I've seen you post that too like if you're if you have a headache every day if you have bad PMS symptoms um if you have a stomach ache if you get tired and crash in the middle of the day every day these things are not just normal you don't have to pass them off as normal and say oh well I have headaches well there's something going on you're you have a headache because your body's trying to tell you that it doesn't like something that you're either doing or not doing or consuming or whatever Exactly. And that's how we need to be looking at medication in this way too, where, yes, if you need medication to get through a certain stage, then do it. If you have a raging headache and you have a big presentation at work, take an Advil to get through that presentation to get rid of your headache. But also recognize that your headache is not an Advil deficiency. So after you give your big presentation, you get through it, then let's go to the chiropractor. Let's look at what you're eating. Let's figure out the cause so then you don't get the headache again in the future. And even same goes for big prescription medications. If you're on an antidepressant, if you need to be on that for now to get you through this stage of your life, then that's fine. But medication, I feel, should always be looked at in a way of if you need it for now to get through whatever you got to get through, then do it. But the goal is to get off of it as quickly as possible. Whereas Mm. a lot of people are just taking it from their doctor. And then a lot of times too, it's even the doctors are not following up. They're just here, take this pill once a day forever, you know, and that's just that. Where it's like, no, let's work with, let's find doctors and people who are willing to work with you and say, okay, you probably, I think you need this antidepressant for now, but let's heal your gut. Let's fix your hormones. Let's figure out why you're having this chemical imbalance. And then we can wean you off of that medication eventually. Yeah, girl. Amen. You know, guys, think about it this way. Honestly, I just thought of this. Like this just came to me as you were saying that one, we're not telling you not to take your medication, but I love what you just said that like, can you use it as almost like a crutch or as something to help you? And then go in in the meantime and start doing the work to heal and figuring out where can I start to try to wean off of this or not have to do this the rest of my life. Because think about it this way. This is what I just thought about. I thought about when he selfie tore his Achilles tendon and he had to go around on crutches forever. It's like, if you have crutches, 
those are not your new legs. Like you're going to want to get off those crutches <laughs> as soon as possible. They hurt your armpits. They cause bruising. Then your shoulders start to hurt. Then your back starts to hurt and then other stuff in your body. And it's just this whole thing, right? And so the idea is I need these crutches now, but I need to figure out what I need to do to heal this injury, then rehab from this injury and, and do the physical therapy to regain strength and mobility, eat the right foods, get the right amount of sleep so my body can heal so that I can get rid of these crutches and walk on my own two legs again, right? My own two feet. I think that's kind of how it is with medicine, right? But maybe we don't look at it that way because it's this little tiny pill we're throwing in our mouth and swallowing back and it's not maybe affecting you um as not as much, but like as noticeably at first as maybe like being on crutches. It's like, Oh my God, I'm literally like, I have to walk on these people are looking at me. Like, you know what I mean? When it's on the inside, it's almost like out of sight, out of mind for us, but we have to be thinking about the insides of our bodies. Cause that's how we get healthy is from the inside out. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. And all of our bodies are capable of healing. Our bodies know what to do. You are born with the blueprints for health inside of you. So if something is going wrong, like you were saying, there's a reason for that. So if we can get down to what that reason is, your body can heal in amazing ways that unfortunately, Western medicine is just has not taught us about and has not embraced at all. <laughs> Yeah, I just bought this really good book. If you guys want a book recommendation, um, what I was going to say is some of it is also uh, mindset, right? And some of it is emotional and mental healing as well. So sometimes certain pains in our bodies or certain things we're experiencing or certain injuries we get or, or illnesses can also come from you know our mind and the way that we think and the way that we live our lives spiritually affects our overall health and wellness. And maybe it's not an instant thing, but it's something that over time uh, can wear you down. And so I just got this book. I haven't read it yet, but um, the doctor is one of the teachers at my school. And so I actually, or is one of the um, lecturers, like I heard a lecture from her and a presentation from her at my school. And uh, I bought her book and I think it's, I'm really excited to read it. It's called Mind Over Medicine by Lissa Rankin. She's a, she's a medical doctor mind over medicine. And, um, it's kind of all about like mindset and healing and, and, um, you know, like obviously med, she believes in medicine. She's an MD, <laughs> but she also like wrote this book about how our mindset matters and the way that we think and the way that we heal holistically and, and the natural approaches that we take, um, also matter and are powerful, are powerful and, and affect our, our health and well being. Um, so coming back to like the women's stuff, I want to know like, okay, when we talk about PMS, like PMS or bad PMS is a sign of toxicity in your body. I don't know if you guys know that. So it's like, that's also something that doesn't have to be passed off as normal. We don't have to go, oh, well, I'm a woman and I'm being punished and this is what happens to me. <laughs> because of the snake in the garden and the fruit on the tree. Like, no, you don't have to be like, I, like I'm being punished eternally. Um, right. It's like, sometimes we're like, well, this is how God made me. And it's like, well, no, actually I have my own proof of this, that every time that I focus on my clean eating program that I guide and every time I go in and do a reset and I eliminate sugar and dairy and gluten and soy and process things and all of that. And I, you know, go through that elimination diet. Every time that I do that, my next period is, and, and PMS symptoms are like, it's, it's nothing. It's like there, all of a sudden I don't have the back pain I normally get. And I, don't have nearly as much bloating as I normally get. And I don't have the cramping that I do, or if I do, it's a little bit versus like debilitating to where I'm out for the whole day. Right. And so there's something to be said about PMS is, is not like normal. And like, I love how you said your headache's not from an Advil deficiency. Your PMS isn't from a birth control deficiency. <laughs> it's from maybe other toxicity in your body. So like, can you speak to that a little bit more too? Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. You're hitting it spot on the head. So 
let's look at, for example, like really bad period cramps. Like you were saying, if we, if you are really good on your diet and you're not eating a bunch of sugar, then that's affecting your period. So let's look at why that's happening. So why we get period cramps, um, or one reason why is due to little molecules are called prostaglandins. They're just an inflammatory molecule and they cause your uterus to contract, which that's what's creating the cramps. So your uterus, your uterus is contracting. And so that is feeling painful. It's why you also will get the period poops. <laughs> if you're a woman, listen, listen, I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> because the constipation not- comes first and then the period <laughs> yep. poops. <laughs> And then the jam is loose and there you go. So because the prostaglandins are everywhere in your body. So they're going to your uterus and making that contract. They're also going to your colon, to your intestines, and they're making your colon contract as well. So that's where you're getting the period poops and the period cramps and all of that going together. So how can we reduce prostaglandins? It's just by reducing overall body inflammation. So doing things like reducing the amount of sugar you're taking in. Um, cleaning up your diet, you know, eating actually more red meat. Red meat is really, really good as an anti-inflammatory food. And it has a ton of really good saturated fat, which is that good animal fats that we need to create healthy hormones. So we need all of those things in there. So that's what I recommend is more of like a lower carbohydrate, more red meat, Um, Going gluten-free can actually benefit a lot of people, even if you're not celiac, because gluten affects our bodies. Um, in different ways, because basically, so in the late 90s, we changed how we process wheat in the United States. So that's why many people are now much more sensitive and more reactive to gluten now than they were in the past. So by cleaning up your diet in that way, we can reduce the prostaglandins that you have in your body, reduce the overall inflammation, and that can do a ton to make your period cramps uh, be, you know, way better and less intense. Yeah, I love that. I think food is a is a huge deal and and Brittany and I are always talking about this and you know, if you eat a more plant-based diet, there's also um you know, other options as well, but it I love that you that you touched on proteins and fats. Fats are so important and I hear all these people in these diet dietary trends where they're eliminating fat from their diet and thinking fat is bad and actually like our brain needs fat in order to function properly first and foremost, and then also our our hormone production. And then the other piece of hormones and hormone production and regulation is our gut health. Our gut is so important. It is, it is the home um, to so much, you know, bacteria. It's like its own little, community inside our body. (laughs) If we took out our large intestines and laid them out and like cut it all open, I think it would be like the size of like a freaking tennis court. It's like so much, um, so much is happening in inside there. And, um, a lot of our hormones are produced in our gut and we've been talking about gut health a lot um, lately. And Brittany and I are going back and forth posting about gut health and sharing each other's posts. And (laughs) it's like, you know, especially right now with, um, it being flu season and, um, you know, with, with the pandemic and everything, I think a lot of people are focusing in right now more on how can I be healthy? Um, but these aren't things that we're always taught like in school or, you know, we're definitely not taught from the media or on TV or the news or something. And so it's important to kind of seek out this information. And that's kind of why we're here to like bring this to you. Gut health is so, is so key. Um, Brittany, I know you've been sharing a ton about this too, like as far as like immunity goes and, and, you know, our gut too and hormones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. It it all ties together. So it, and it really like so much of it starts with gut health. So when you have a leaky gut, so leaky gut is sort of a common, you know, phrase that's been kind of rolling around social media and everything lately. Um, so we can get into a little bit of like, what is a leaky gut if people are kind of unfamiliar with that. So basically from, from your mouth to your anus, to your butthole, it's one tube, it's one continuous tube. And so that tube from mouth to exit is considered outside of your body. 
So when you take food in, because it's just one tube, it goes, you know, down your esophagus, into your stomach, into your small intestine, into your large intestine. So that tube is still considered like outside of your body. So what happens is when we get a leaky gut is that tube that normally is has very tight junction. So it's all it's all fit together very tightly. If it starts to have openings within it, then we can have cells that are from the inside of the tube are leaking to the inside of our body. So what was coming from the outside is now on the inside. And here's where we have the problem is that those cells from the inside of the tube that are now leaking inside of the body, they are your own human cells. So, but they were never supposed to be inside of your body because they were supposed to be in the tube, which is considered outside of your body. <laughs> so yeah, well, actually, and if those gaps get big enough, it's not just cells from your body. It's literally even particles of food, which is where your food intolerances and things come from too. They're never meant to be through those gaps and into your bloodstream and floating around in your body because then your body's like, what the hell is this? And attacks it. And that's when you accidentally get food allergies or food intolerances is because your leaky gut is letting literally even food particles through those gaps. And it's like supposed to stay in there and go all the way through and your body erases the name tag off of it and makes it, you know, breaks it down and there's all these enzymes and everything. And then eventually it comes out as waste or is absorbed through your body different ways, but it's not meant to be just like floating around as particles outside of that. What Brittany's saying that, that tight tube. Yeah, exactly. Cause exactly. Cause you have a a large amount of your immune system lives in your gut. So when those cells come in and they, you know, leak from inside of your gut, then your immune system is like, whoa, what's this guy doing here? It flags it and says, hey, we got to make antibodies against this guy. But now you are creating antibodies against your own self proteins. And what happens is when you have food particles coming in or your own body cells coming in, both of those can be cross reactive with other parts of your body. So for example, there's some gluten proteins that look like your brain and your nervous system. So if those gluten particles make their way in from your leaky gut and your immune system labels them as bad and makes antibodies against them, then your antibodies are also going to go to your brain and to your nervous system and start attacking those things as well. So that's where we can get conditions like MS, for example, is a condition, an autoimmune condition where your body is attacking your nervous system and it's all started from your gut. Yeah, it's wild. Like it's like that, that opening in the, in the gut. Um, It's like, you can look at it as like a biological door, like the biological door opens up and then there becomes that barrier dysfunction and all that, you know, stuff is happening and and it does, it leads and it increases uh, adverse, adverse reactions, whether that's food allergy and intolerances, um, immune system abnormalities, autoimmunity, or like you're hearing it is so popular now, everyone is talking about autoimmune disorders. um, and, And that's because of the food we're eating and our poor, our poor gut health, that's where it's coming from. Um, and then, you know, and then eventually, like you said, influence on the blood brain barrier and, and neuro, um, autoimmunity, you know, as well. And so, um, you know, and then, uh, leaky gut also can contribute to obesity. And we know that all this stuff ties together, right? And then we, when we come back to like women's health and PMS and hormones and stuff, it's like, if our gut is supposed to be where a lot of our hormones are created and, and then also if our gut helps us manage things like inflammation and fighting infections and like helps with our immune system function and our gut isn't healthy, then it's like, no wonder why you're feeling bad and then extra bad when you're, when your period is coming and your hormones are shifting, your body is having trouble regulating because the space in our body that is supposed to be helping regulate that, the rest of that stuff and, you know, our hormones and our immunity is, is damaged or it's weak or it's, um, not like how it was meant to be. Right. And so, um, I think like, since we brought this up, we might as well talk about what are, so I mentioned earlier a little bit, but what are some of the things that we can do to heal that leaky gut or to, or to help improve our gut health so that we can get rid of inflammation so that we can 
not have bad PMS along with other health, um, you know, disorders and, and, um, you know, dysfunctions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, one huge thing, um, is to just go gluten-free just right off the bat, I would say like most people would benefit from not eating gluten in the US. You know, it's different if you want to go to Europe, um, you know, when like once they're allowed to travel, <laughs> you know, if you want to go to Europe, <laughs> that's a different story. But in the US, our wheat is it's GMO, it's hybridized, it's processed, it's there's a number of things that are making us reactive to it. So I think most people would benefit from going gluten free. Um, and even just going for more of a low carb diet in general, too, is helpful. And that makes it easier too, because then you're not just swapping out gluten free, you know, you're not just having instead of wheat bread, you're just having this like, you know, white rice bread that has a bunch of other fillers and things like that in it, you know, if you can just stay lower on the carbohydrates, you're going to be, be better off because it's going to be a lower processed food diet, essentially. And that's really what we want. Yeah. We want more whole foods, organic when you can. Don't be afraid of your animal fats. That's one of the biggest things too, though, because people think, you know, people just say a healthy diet and they think that means like, like the food pyramid, because that's what a lot of people have been taught. And that's not what I'm talking about. When I say healthy diet, I'm saying prioritize animal fats first before anything else. If you want to eat vegetables, that's fine. You can, you don't even have to eat vegetables if you don't really want to. Like I, you know, I'm a big fan of the carnivore diet, which is no vegetables, but I'm not anti-vegetable either. <laughs> if you want to eat veggies, you can. Um, but yeah, I'm like the opposite where most of my diet is like made up of plants. And I like just ate a salad before we got out here and I'm like veggie. And, and I think Brittany and I are both healthy and we both know our options which is why we share the stuff we share so that you can decide what works best for your bio individuality. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, another big thing that I think is super important. These are sort of some of my like food non-negotiables. So one is being gluten-free. Another one is avoiding artificial sweeteners. Yes, they are so, so bad. I would rather people just eat sugar. Like if you're going to do it, just eat real sugar don't go yes. for the diet Cokes, like the sugar-free syrups at Starbucks, all like, no, it's so bad for you. So one yeah, of them aspartame, aspartame or like, which is probably like the main artificial sweetener. I know it's like something like responsible for something like 90 medical conditions or more. Like it actually is like poison to our bodies. Yeah. It's a neurotoxin. So it's the same as MSG. I don't know. Some people might be familiar with MSG is like typically in Chinese foods, it can cause migraines, but aspartame is sort of on the same, along the same lines as MSG. It's a neurotoxin, can cause migraines, all sorts of problems. There's also Splenda, which is sucralose. Um, that is actually a molecule of chlorine and a molecule of sugar spliced together. So yeah, it's literally, <laughs> yeah, you're literally drinking chlorine. So way to wipe out your gut bacteria just in one fell swoop right there. Um, so yeah, so artificial sweeteners are another big, big one for gut health. Take them out. If you, if you have to have the sweet stuff, then just eat real sugar until you're able to wean yourself off of that <laughs> and do something else. <clears throat> yeah, I I 100% agree with with the gluten-free thing as well and the in the artificial sweeteners and that is like I mentioned earlier a component of the way that I eat in my, you know, healthy living programs and the way that I coach and guide people and that makes a huge difference on my PMS symptoms, um, my skin uh, my sleep, my energy levels, digestion, and how like regular you are, bloating, all of that. So if you're experiencing any of these things, um, they're not normal and you don't have to pass them off as normal and, and think, oh, well, this just happens to me. There is a way that you can be in more control um, and get rid of some of these symptoms and, and help manage some of these symptoms. Um, maybe, you know, it's not about being perfect. Nobody's perfect. Neither, none of us are perfect, um, or have the perfect diet. And there's also not a perfect, 
um, diet or way of eating or taking care of yourself for everybody, right? Each body is bio-individual. We all have different genes and a little bit different makeup and we live different lifestyles and we live in different areas of the world. And so, you know, people eat based on a lot of different factors and people take care of their bodies based on a lot of different factors, right? Where do you live? How much money do you have? What's, what's easily available to you? How many people are in your family? What's your career? Um, what's your religion or spirituality? Like there's so many factors that go into how we eat, but what the main thing is, is I want my, my dream and wish is for everyone to just be informed and like open your eyes, open your heart, stop letting a milk commercial on TV. Um, that's cute. And like, whatever, make you think that that's what you're supposed to be doing. Like educate yourself on how dairy affects bodies, where it even comes from in our country, how these animals are treated. Um, a big part of what we eat is, is based on soil and farming as well. It's not just, oh, eat meat. But if you're going to eat, like I know, Brittany, you can talk a little bit about how you do the carnivore diet. And I'm positive the meat that you're buying is sourced super well you're not just grabbing whatever right it also matters what those animals are eating and the animals gut health before you consume it too so um but before you share that i just want to say about gluten a lot of people do have gluten intolerances and this is one of those things that we might not recognize until we eliminate it and that's why an elimination diet is so great because then you get an opportunity to see what it feels like to feel good I think most people don't know what it actually feels like to feel good. And then once you feel good, you're like, holy cow, what was I doing before? Right? Because a lot of us are just getting by and we're passing off toxicity symptoms as normal. Um, and, and yeah, gluten also affects children. And I think it's important that not only we eat this way, but also like, Kids can eat real whole foods. Newsflash, surprise. <laughs> Your yes. kids don't have to just eat like little puffy snacks and Cheerios and, and stuff. Like kids can eat real whole foods, all the real whole foods that you feed yourself. Your children can be eating too. And it it all comes down to just starting at a young age, right? Babies who we feed more foods to, people are so afraid to feed their babies. Feed your babies. Feed your babies all types of foods and all an array of things because what that does is it helps their gut health and it helps them build a, a di um, diversity in the microbiome of their gut, it helps them build diversity in the bacteria. And that way their immune system is like on point because they have so much um, uh, good bacteria and a balance of good and bad bacteria in their gut um, from eating lots of foods. Gluten um, in children can cause delayed speech, failure to thrive, delayed growth, delayed puberty, um, dental enamel abnormalities, uh, irritability and behavior changes, which we definitely see also when kids eat sugar, holy cow, um, concentration problems. So then kids are being put on ADD medicine when really maybe they could adjust their diet, which is our responsibility, right? And it's not about being perfect. Don't guilt yourself. There's no guilt or shame here. It's just collect the information and one day at a time, start to make these shifts for yourself and your family and watch what happens and how much it benefits you. And then for, for adults, uh, it can cause hair loss and alopecia, um, migraines and depression, uh, which is, these are all things we just were talking about. Cancer, or sorry, canker sores and chronic fatigue, um, maybe eventually cancer, I don't know, GI, um, GI distress, uh, you know, so many things, easy bruising, joint pain, um, you know, skin rashes, our food intolerance and food allergies manifest in a lot of different ways in our bodies. It's not always an anaphylactic reaction, right? It could be. So when I stopped eating gluten, and stopped eating dairy, my PMS completely changed. Um, I used to have such bad PMS that I would like literally throw up um, and was like debilitated, like debilitating cramps and pain and nausea and um, 
and, and bloating. Um, so that went away. And also my skin, I had awful acne and was challenged with acne from the time I went through puberty in like eighth grade until all the way into my adult years and into my twenties. And it wasn't until the last four or five years that my acne completely cleared up. I mean, you guys who know me, my skin is, is so clear. And it's because I changed my diet and, and, um, you know, I stopped eating foods that I was intolerant to. It doesn't, you know, mean that maybe I I don't have an allergy. I'm not going to have an anaphylactic reaction if I eat gluten, but I choose to not eat it. Um, because I've seen like what it's done for my skin and for my, for my health and, and for like my PMS, which is like a lifesaver for all women, you know? (laughs) Um, but yeah, Brittany yeah. is on yeah. a really interesting well, diet that I'd love for you to share about too. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's one of the biggest changes that I saw. So when I first went, I went carnivore in January of 2018. And I just like a couple months prior to that had had some eczema that popped up on my skin, which I had never had before in my life, was trying all the natural, normal things. And I was already at the time, I was gluten-free at the time when the eczema popped up. And so, you know, I was trying all these other natural solutions. I was on carnivore for one week and the eczema was gone. One wow. Week, that's it. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things for me too, is that I notice changes in my skin um, when I'm, because like you said, none of us are perfect, right? Yes, I eat primarily carnivore, but I'll still, you know, have some ice cream sometimes or, you know, go out for like a gluten-free pizza or whatever. <laughs> um So that's the biggest change I see is I'll start to notice it in my skin. Like if I'm splurging too much, I see changes in my skin more so than anything else. Like skin and brain fog are the two big ones for me. Like digestively, I feel like I can eat anything. Like I could digest anything. I don't have problems in that area. For me, it's, it just pops up in other places. Um, But like you were saying, like that whole list of things you were talking about that gluten can affect. I feel like there are so many people these days who just walk around with these quote unquote mysterious symptoms, they just feel like crap and they don't know why. And they're not getting answers from Western medicine because Western medicine doesn't do chronic conditions. Well, let's just be honest. Like you said, I want a Western medical doctor if I get hit by a car or if I get shot. But other than that, <laughs> hopefully those things will never happen to you. I know. <laughs> yes. Probably, yeah, probably won't. But that's what Western medicine is good at. Emergency rooms, yes, keep those things open. But all the other chronic conditions, no. There's so many other routes we can take that's not medication. And I feel like I'm at this place where, to me, it's very simple. It's not necessarily easy but it is simple. There's like some things we can do that we can just, we can change your diet. We can change the products that you're putting on your skin. We can change the cleaning products you're using in your home. We can change the way that you're thinking and talking to yourself every day. We can change the condition of your spine, right? So if you're getting adjusted regularly, that can help the whole slew of things start to regulate in your body. If we just make those simple changes, doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but they are simple it can make such a world of difference for all of these mysterious things that people think are mysterious that are going on. But it's like, when you really start to learn about the human body, it's not that mysterious anymore. Mm. I love that. What can you share? Like, obviously as a chiropractor, your one of your main focuses is spine health and, and getting those regular adjustments. I love that you, look at the whole body though, and that you also talk about nutrition and diet and lifestyle. Um, but what is it about the spine that affects these things and these different kind of, I feel like the symptoms we've been talking about today are like headache. That's what you hear from a lot of people, right? Headaches, um, maybe like lethargic, like feeling, like feeling being really tired and run down, um, acne and, and skin, other skin conditions, um, and skin rashes and maybe like PMS. Um, and then like probably digestive stuff, right? Like I feel like a lot of people probably come in or like I hear a lot of clients and people talk about just their overall digestive health and like kind of having slow digestion or like weight, weight gain and stuff like that. So like how does getting an adjustment or like the spine health part of that affect those things? Yeah. 
So when you go to the chiropractor, so what the chiropractor is doing is I am looking for misalignments in your spine, which misalignments can happen from, you know, major trauma, like if you get in a car accident, or even just little minor things, like you step off the curb a wrong way, or you sneeze weird, or, you know, just moving your body in ways every day, we can get these little misalignments in our spine. It's common, it happens all the time. But what happens is when you get a misalignment, it affects the way that your brain and your nervous system communicates with the rest of your body. So your brain communicates with your body through your nerves, right? If you want to lift your arm up, your brain has to tell your nerves to tell your muscles to lift your arm. Same thing with your organs. So for your heart to beat, your brain has to tell your nerves to tell your heart to beat. Your brain has to tell your ovaries to make hormones to get your period every month. So when you have a misalignment in your spine and that communication between your brain and the rest of your body is dampened because you get swelling and inflammation and all of those things um, in that joint space where you have that misalignment. So that's affecting the communication of your nerves, the rest of your body. So when we go in and we adjust the spine, we get rid of the misalignment, the inflammation is able to die down, and then your brain communicates better with the rest of your body. So and this is a way that I like to explain it where it makes it a little easier, more of a concept to grasp, grasp. So if you think about if you like, let's say if you sleep wrong and you wake up and you have a kink in your neck, right? Your neck muscles are really tight and they don't feel good. And you can go to the chiropractor, get adjusted, and then they feel better. Or you can massage them out and then they feel better. Well, the same thing is happening with the nerves that go to your organs. So let's say you sleep wrong, you have a kink in your neck, and you can feel your muscles getting tight. Well, your muscle, your organs don't get tight like your muscles. do. You can't feel your organs the way that you can feel your muscles. But you can bet if you've ever had a sore muscle anywhere, you've had also an organ that was attached to that same nerve that was affected. So that's the way that we, when we adjust you, yes, your muscles feel better, but also your organs are feeling better as well. You just don't feel it the same way you feel a muscle. If that makes that sense. is so interesting. <laughs> that kind of comes back to what we were saying earlier that like, yeah, like your external body and everything that you kind of see and feel on the outside is a reflection of your internal health. Um, and uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard the saying like, um, you know, genes kind of load the gun, but lifestyle and, um, diet pull the trigger. <laughs> so, um, I feel like that's another reason why it's important for us to get these adjustments and, and to focus in on that, that internal health, even the stuff that we can't see, um, because that's where we can find control over our health is being um, diligent about getting our self-care, getting our chiropractic adjustments, um, eating well and all of that. And uh, yeah, I mean, what I hear you saying is like, it's a lot about the central nervous system and how like the nerves are kind of communicating with the rest of your body. And, you know, that's a great way to put it. The spine's out of alignment. How does it, how does it communicate properly? It's almost like we're like a computer. <laughs> we are right. It's like all <laughs> yeah. electric things, you know, flying around. And, um, I love that. And then I think that's also where diet comes into play too, is like then also in order to have, you know, all those signals being sent back and forth that requires fats from our diet. And, and then, you know, as far as hormones go and, and this, um, synthesizing of hormones that comes from our proteins. And so all of the stuff with diet kind of um, helps everything function the way that it's supposed to. Like, like I said earlier, we are built, we are made just so um, perfectly, so perfectly. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. And that's where especially like diet and chiropractic, they really work together because you could be, you could have the best diet in the world, be putting the best food into your system. And if you think of it like putting the best gas in your car, right? You could put the most premium, best gas in your car that you could. So your car will run really well. But when you put the key into the ignition, if your key is not communicating with the motor, then your car is still not going to turn on, right? So if your brain isn't able to communicate with the rest of your body through your nerves, even though you're eating really good food, there's still going to be that other component that needs to be connected for everything to work together. I love that. Sorry. I think because Thanksgiving's tomorrow, the gardener is right outside my window. So you guys can hear that. I'm so sorry. But as we're wrapping up, um, I just want to, um, 
say one thing that's really cool about Brittany, and I want you to share this. Um, Brittany lives uh, by this information and this, this, uh, you know, all of the knowledge that she has, like she lives it and breathes it every day. She's not just out telling people to do this stuff, but she does it with herself all the way to how she feeds her dog. Will you talk about your dog and what you feed your dog? Yes. So I have, he's almost two years old now, an almost two-year-old black lab, a Labrador retriever. And since he was four months old, I have fed him a raw carnivore diet. So all he eats is raw meat um, and ground up organs and ground up bones. And he, I get compliments all the time on how shiny his coat is. It'll be like two weeks since I gave him a bath and people are like, oh my gosh, he's so shiny. Did you just give him a bath? I'm like, no, he's really dirty. Actually, (laughs) he really needs one. And he's so healthy. dirty. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. He's like one of the healthiest dogs I know. Yeah. But raw carnivore, it's all he eats. His teeth are so white. I've never, like, I never give him any, you know, teeth cleaning treats or anything like that, but his teeth are super white. Yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah, it's worth <laughs> it. I mean, we love our, we love our pets, right? People are like, this is my child, my fur baby. And so if you have a pet and you also want to ask Brittany more about that, she, she posts all the time about how she feeds her dog. And so you guys can connect with her too, not just on, you know, nutrition and chiropractic and health stuff, but also, or questions about the carnivore diet, if that's something you're interested in trying for yourself or you think aspects of that might work for you or you want to understand it more, she's here for you. But also I thought that's so cool and such a cool thing about you that you also feed your dog that way. And um, your dog's health is is really great. And your dog is super shiny. I've never even seen your dog in real life, but on Instagram, even just seeing videos, I'm like, oh my gosh, that dog is so beautiful. <laughs> and healthy looking. She looks so healthy. Um, so she really lives it all the way to how she feeds her pup, which is really cool. Um, but we could talk all day long about this stuff. I hope that this information was useful to you guys. And as I always say, and Brittany said it too, we are not perfect, right? And it's not about a game of perfection. It's about progression. It's about being well-informed and allowing our bodies to also be well-informed. Um, and, you know, just learning to be more intuitive and, and really just think for ourselves. I think that's like really important right now, not just with diet and nutrition, but everything just to be able to know what's important to you and be connected to yourself as an individual, um, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, like all all of it. Right. And that's going to help improve your overall health and wellness as well. Just really knowing I'm doing this because I know this works for me, not just because somebody told me to. Right. So we're just shouting out ideas to you guys and knowledge and information. And, um, and I hope that it's helpful and that you'll kind of take it in and and try it out. Try it on for size. Keep what works for you. Leave what doesn't. But know that you have other options. You have other options. And, um, and you know, you don't have to pass some of the things off as normal that you're dealing with. Um, there's people here to help you. Um, so I'd love for Dr. Brittany McGettrick to share her Instagram and uh, website, whatever you have, anything you have going on and ways that people can connect with you. Yeah, so I am on Instagram as the my main social platform. So it's at Dr. Brittany McGetrick. So it's Dr. Period and then my full name. Um, I am so if anyone's in Nashville and they want to come be a patient of mine chiropractically, my uh, the name of my practice is Evergreen Chiropractic. Um, so you can look that up. It's evergreenchironash.com is the website for my practice. Um, I am also putting together an online um, group coaching program for women who want natural solutions to regulate their hormones, uh, reduce their period cramps, um, just overall take care of their period problems without just slapping birth control on it. So I'm super excited for that. So that will be happening um, very soon. I'm putting that whole program together so they can just reach out to me on Instagram as well. That is something that they are interested in. Um, yeah, and those are those are all the places you can find me. That is so cool that you're doing that group coaching program. I feel mm-hmm. like I need to jump in on that. Like I just love um, all the knowledge that you have and everything that you share. And I think 
women just like, we just need that. Cause I think it's kind of one of those topics that maybe people just aren't comfortable talking about, or, you know, they don't want to bring it up. And, and the truth is, is that we all like, we all need it. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and men are, men are curious about it too. And I think the more that we could help men understand women's bodies, um, the better of a world we'll live in overall, right? <laughs> yes, um, exactly. And, well, all the uh, men out there have women in their lives. So, you know, it's important for them to know whether it's a, you know, mom, wife, daughter, sister, whatever. Exactly, exactly right. So now, now men don't think that because we said there are solutions to PMS that we don't still go through th- some stuff during our <laughs> cycle. There are still a lot of hormone shifts that we experience throughout the month. And so this is not a chance for you to say, oh, well, it's because you ate ice cream and it's your fault. No, don't, don't do that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wrong, wrong direction to go. <laughs> yeah. But we still get um, thank, our hormones. We still do. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to share this. Um, check out Brittany in Nashville if you need a new chiropractor. She has a beautiful office and she's a total boss babe. And I'm so proud of you for all of the work that you're doing. So thanks. And um, guys, follow her on Instagram, Brittany B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y, Mick Getrick, exactly how it sounds, uh, with a C-K at the end. And uh, you guys um, will, will love to watch like all the good information she shares on her story as well. So thanks so much, girl. I really appreciate you um, for popping on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was great. I'm your host, Bryn, and this is Bryn Moves, the podcast.